as well. Welcome to Alpha Waves, the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Good to be here with yes. Cam, Darren, and we've got a few special guests in the building. We do. So today's a special episode because we actually have two guests today. So we have Eva over here. Hello, hello, people. <laughs> and we have uh, Yusuf Slim with us. And the best thing about our guests is that they do totally different things so do you want to introduce yourself okay hi guys my name is eva and i am an energy healer a modern hippie a channeler a spirit woman a shaman basically a woman with a lot of titles yeah yeah <laughs> and yusuf how do i follow up that um, <laughs> i am simply just an, an artist coming out of Croydon that is mm. that is that is I ain't got that many fancy titles <laughs> um, <laughs> just that um, just an yeah. artist coming out of Croydon just an artist coming out of Croydon mm. so tell us about about your your work um so your art yeah <laughs> at, at the moment um my main kind of form of, of art is music so mm. I make what is kind of loosely called alternative rap um it's got like a load of different kind of sonic inspirations but mm. my main thing is because I, uh, I started doing poetry from when I was a teenager um, and I converted to doing music when I was like maybe 23 or 24. Mm. Um, I still dabble in writing um, from time to time but yeah at the moment I kind of just talk about life in, in music. Mm. What made you um, make the switch from from writing poetry to going down the music route? So it's actually a, a interesting story. I don't, I didn't like grow up wanting to rap or anything like that. I've been a big music lover, but never kind of had any sort of drive to do it myself. Mm. Um, but I was, I went to university um, in Scotland, uh, do to do English literature and politics and. Mm during this time I'm like doing my poetry kind of writing like little collections of poetry or, or whatever the case may be um and I got really really close with my lecturer who mm. was a dude called Jim lovely lovely dude um I love that Jim yeah, good old Jim's Jim was the man <laughs> good like, old Jim. yeah he was Jim was he was proper reliable like he was the dude mm. um and I sent him a collection that I'd written over the summer one time just again to get some feedback and his feedback was the way you write it's like very rhythmic and it kind of seeks out rhyme have you tried doing music mm. um and i was like not really but he'd kind of called some other stuff about me that i didn't really tell people and he was like i bet you do that or you'd be good at that so mm. i kind of just trusted his his ear on that um went on went on paypal did my thing on paypal got a macbook Oh, uh, that's how you know you invested mm. in yourself. I mean, yeah, to be honest, at the time, my, my actual laptop was falling apart. Anyway, oh, okay. so it, was, it was good timing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got, I got a MacBook on finance, actually. Mm. Um, did the same thing with like a mic um, and like a, a mixer and all of that. And then mm. just started kind of from there. Didn't really know much about making music. I was kind of just trial and error from, from then till now, really. Okay yeah oh cool well you know i love your stuff so <laughs> so yeah what about you evms how's uh i know your stuff isn't out yet but tell mm. us a bit about what's what's going to be coming through soon um so i guess i've been on a spiritual journey for a couple of years which mm. you know a lot about um and i guess for like the last two years i've just suffered with imposter syndrome mm. which i think a lot of people can relate to and you know just the normal thoughts 
you know, can I really do this? Can I actually add value to people's lives? Um, or is this all in my head? And suddenly I've sort of had the light bulb moment. I don't know what it is, just a, an accumulation, I guess, of evolution, growth, and a lot of tears that I finally got into the point where I'm like, yeah, man, I got this shit. Like, yeah. I am ready. I just want to step into a sort of teacher leader role mm. and help humanity, heal humanity, spread love and light um, <laughs> with some like magic and gold dust as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just in the beginning stages of starting up my business, um, which is predominantly energy healing. Mm. But I'm also in the middle of starting a podcast. I'm like three episodes deep yet to be published. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's an exciting time to be alive. Yeah, so tell us a bit about your podcast then. Like what kind of, do you draw like on your, you know, moving into our, our topic for today, boundaries? Do you draw on like your own personal experience with that? How, how what does that kind of look like without revealing, you know, too mm. much before you put it out? Um. So do you know what? I think with spirituality and things like that, it's, I think you have to be comfortable with being vulnerable and sharing your story because um, that's how we learn through life experiences. And I think I'm kind of at the point now where I feel comfortable sharing, mm. you know, even the really deep stuff like childhood trauma, you know, issues with parents, mm. um, issues with growing up. Um, I think vulnerability will look different for different artists or you know whatever your modality is but I think if I'm going to be here to heal people at the core and touch their souls I have to be willing to be open mm. and um, I'm really comfortable with doing that. Mm, good well I'm glad you you got to that place because I know imposter syndrome is definitely mm. a real thing that yeah I can see everyone low-key nodding it mm. is it really does I know for me like that's been a thing that's affected me for a long long time and I think the thing that gets you out of it is when you just start doing stuff I guess because mm. then you just start enjoying what you're doing and mm. you realize you don't really care about mm. the other stuff and it feels good to actually do what you know deep down your soul wants to do like it feels good 100%, mm. it yeah, feels yeah, good definitely mm. definitely i feel like when you get to that moment there is no limitations really because mm. the transparency is just it's more than being open to other people it's just you being real to true true to yourself mm. um and if you're starting to restrict stuff I feel already you're doing yourself a disservice because mm. there's going to be people that's going to relate to your story Mm. and that's the most important thing mm. that it doesn't need to be loads of people but I think there's there is an element of like how much do you give because mm. I feel you still need to look after yourself and not put everything out in the world mm. yeah I'm not gonna lie so this isn't this might not relate to everyone but I think the reason why I kind of feel comfortable sharing mm. so far on my podcast and stuff like that is because well for starters i think when you talk about vulnerable things it's like okay my family and friends are gonna hear it yeah. mm. but my circle is really small and they know everything about me but because i come from an immigrant background and i don't have that much family and like my mum, she can speak english but the stuff that i'm going to talk about even if she tunes into the podcast she's probably not fully going to understand yeah, so yeah. you know <laughs> 
that's why I guess I feel a little bit comfortable sharing because my family are Polskis. They're not going to understand English. So, you know, that's... You can just get away with it. Yeah. I'm just... I'm, yeah, I'm going to be open about that because, you know... Yeah. No, but that's a benefit though. Yeah. yeah. Benefit that, is, that is definitely a benefit. Yeah. I think for me, like when, it, especially with like my poetry and the stuff I'm writing, I write in such an abstract way. So I feel like, which is kind of my writing style anyway, which I like to do. But if I'm being totally honest, I think part of why I do that is to kind of keep a little space, mm. you know? So instead of saying, yeah, this, this, this happened to me and this is a story, it's kind of, you know, you leave it up to interpretation while still being able to touch on the same feeling that other people might be able to relate to you. I guess it's the emotion side of it. Yeah. When, you're, when you're creating, do you... See, that's the thing, because I agree with what you said, Cam, but mm. I feel like what you're doing, that's actually a skill. Because oh, thanks, mm. I know. I'm <laughs> no, like even because thinking about kind of the journey that I've gone on with, mm. with even like my early stuff, because because mm. I was coming from a, a poetry background, like words on a page hit different. Do you know mm. what I mean? So you can write a sentence down and someone can read it, but it's hearing someone say it is a different. It's a different kind of level of intensity. So when mm. I was starting, I was mostly just converting my poems to raps. Mm. and the the result was it was very very open and honest um and that's not really changed from then to now but mm. because it wasn't written to be heard it was written to be re read yeah. so some of the stuff i'm saying like would be like shocking if you saw it written down but being so matter of fact being like especially with when it relates to like mental health or, or drug mm. abuse or stuff like that like yeah i i had to kind of readjust the, the the style of it because it's like mm. i still want to talk about this stuff but i need to think about what words i'm using and mm. kind of how that will sound to a listener because as much as like you know you you create kind of for yourself mainly you still want it to be an enjoyable experience for the listener in yeah, some definitely. way mm. and it's like there are songs that i can think of like i don't know if you guys have heard there's um the eminem song kim which yeah. is basically about him killing his ex-wife. And oh it's like, when you hear that song, it's not not an enjoyable experience. Like, obviously Eminem's a great rapper and it's not like the song's written badly, but it's so unsettling mm. that it's no longer enjoyable. Because it's too graphic. It's and just, yeah, it's just mm. way too intense. And there's, an, there's a, an avenue for music like that, but I obviously kind of thinking about my like personality you don't really want to trigger the audience yeah like <laughs> it's, it's you've got to have a very specific type of of kind of musical identity mm. or kind of creative identity to pull that off yeah and that isn't me because you know mm. I, i'm flower i'm flowery sometimes so it's like <laughs> oh, I, can't, we love that. I, I can't yeah i can't sink down to there and come back up and it's too jarring so it's yeah. like no, i gotta kind of maybe take some of the extremes out of it and kind of create a more balanced overall picture mm. um but yeah, no, definitely being able to write in a more abstract way is is a, a very difficult skill mm. um, to even like still convey your message, but then be like, it's like breadcrumbs for, for people who kind of mm. know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I think I also like doing it because I want when someone reads it, I want them to be able to think of their own experience, you know, and to mm. leave it up to interpretation. So when they're, when they're experiencing it, they're experiencing their own thing, not not my thing. So I'm acting almost like a, a gateway, mm. I guess. 
Yeah. I remember the first time I read your poem. I think mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I cried. Yeah. I think majority of the time I read your poems, I cry. They hit. You're oh, good. God, You're stop. good. Thank you. Well, <laughs> I just do what I do. But <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> but yeah, it's good. I wanted to come back, um, circle back to something that you both actually mentioned, which is talking about you know traumatic things that have happened to you and mental health. Let's talk about that because I know that that is a topic in general that's just been kind of, you know, hush-hush or silenced. Mm. And especially coming from, you know, well, I can't speak, but for me, like coming from cultural backgrounds, it's something that kind of, you're not really meant to be open about. Like it's kind of that that um, whole thing about having a stiff upper lip. Mm. So what kind of things did you face or come across when creating, when talking about those types of things? And when you were creating, did you just do it for expression or did you know in the back of your head that this was going to be visible to people? I should have written it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think for me, uh, because if we're talking about just creating, like my first kind of profiles were Tumblr profiles. So there was, my name wasn't on it. My mm. face wasn't on it. So I kind of had total freedom to write whatever I was writing. So it was like, in my mind, it was almost kind of like a, a, a diary type of thing. Where it's mm. like, no one I know is going to see this. So yeah. I can kind of go in and, and, and... Do what you need to do. Yeah, do whatever it is I need to do. It's only when, like I say, that, that I moved to music that kind of had to find where that line is. Mm. Um, where it's like, I, I'm cool talking about this and that like I don't mind again like culturally as well coming from that kind of background like there's some stuff where it's like it is what it is I don't mind if people have heard mm. that because you know it's just like that's my life type of thing but yeah there is definitely like I feel uh, still a kind of stigma with it um mm. it's ge- it's getting like lesser and, and lesser as yeah. you get more and more popular especially within music you get more and more popular artists who do talk about these type of issues yeah um but there's definitely still like a a little stigma attached to it i think so and i think there's a lot of misunderstandings with with certain different types of mental health as well so i think the way that people are becoming more vocal about it is helping change things but what about um you as well i have same same long question to you i wish i could remember it but (laughs) it's pretty deep um Mm. mental health in terms of like cultural background yeah my family doesn't believe in mental health which Mm. is just absolutely beep crazy (laughs) um so yeah like in my home we weren't really i don't want to say allowed but we didn't really speak about emotions Mm. and i guess my childhood wasn't um it was divine and in, in you know because i am who i am who i am from it but um mm. i guess bringing it back to what i'm doing i think sharing our issues our struggles our demons and mm. fuck i've had a lot of demons mm. still have a few with the work that i do i think we have to talk about it because unless you bring these things into awareness you know it these things are stored in our body and it creates blockages in our energy field mm. um you know because that's kind of the work that i do so i'm here to tell people that it's okay to 
face face these issues and face these shadows because mm. unless you do they're always going to haunt you so this is why i think i have to be really vulnerable doing what i do because mm. it's a big part of healing addressing your you know issues mm. and traumas from the past so with with you do you feel like it's kind of like almost like a personal not obligation but like a personal duty to say like okay well i've been through this thing i've gotten Mm. through this thing so it's now become my responsibility to help people with this Mm. thing or to share this thing well you're so poetic i couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) yeah that's beautiful spot on Mm. i really do feel like it's my duty and i think it's beautiful when you hear someone's story and you see the woven tapestry of how this person healed and got from yay to yay Mm. it's beautiful and um you know, this is going to sound like a cliche, but I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. And I actually, I'm going to get a little bit esoteric here because <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. But I actually believe that we choose the majority of the things that we go through. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> now we're, we're kind of heading on to my kind of topic and my <laughs> kind of my kind of things. <laughs> this is the shit that my podcast is going to be about. But a little sneak peek. A little, a little sneak peek into <laughs> Eva's world. <laughs> No, that's interesting though, especially like I want to zone in what you just said. Mm. Like, let's do it. So, <laughs> you say that we not everything, but you feel that we we choose a lot of what we go through. Mm, in what sense? So, before we incarnate into this life, mm. depending on our life review from the previous life, there are certain things that we achieved, and there are certain things that we didn't learn, and we made the same mistakes again and again, and depending on what you achieved and what you didn't, there are certain things that you have to learn in order to expand and grow Mm. and expand your consciousness. So for instance, let's say in my past life, in the previous one, I was really, um, what's the opposite word of compassionate? Poets? Artists? (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't think of the word, come on, poets. Um, It would be... Yeah, apathy. Apathy, yeah. Yeah, and then, so... (laughs) You really put us on the spot. We were like, uh, (laughs) where's my notebook? (laughs) I'm not a woman of words, but yeah, let's say I was like a horrible person and, you know, doing my life review, Mm. you know, up there in the sky, and I'm like, okay, I really didn't learn my lesson. I was a horrible person my entire life. I need to really learn this shit. I need to I need to understand compassion and empathy. So I might choose to incarnate as someone that has really bad health problems their entire life. Okay. Do you kind of see where I'm going with I that? I see where you're going. Mm. But like, so growing up in your household, mm. was spirituality a thing or is it something that you... Oh God, no, no. None of my friends, <laughs> none of my family. I was brought up Catholic. Okay. But my parents or my mother, I was brought up by my mum. You know, we didn't go to church or anything, but this... The universe came to me and it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. It, it, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't find it. It truly found me and slapped me around the face. I get it. Yeah. I don't, I don't go against what you're saying and your belief systems, but mm. it does come down to a belief system. So if mm. you, of course it does. If you yeah. don't have those beliefs, mm. I guess it can be hard to see that. Yeah, yeah. See that angle. I understand um, what you're saying. But. I believe I do believe in like everything happens for a reason, so mm. it's interesting mm. to to hear I that mean, side of it. Yeah, that that made perfect sense to me. I was mm. like, yeah, mm. that 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 definitely you know, checks out. I, I do feel like get with spirituality. It's a bit weird, like 
depending on how you came into it. Mm. But I think for me, I've I I was like I think from about thirteen, I had a really good uh, religious studies teacher when I was in year eight, and he put me onto like Buddhism and stuff. Wow! And I got so like deep into Buddhism, I was like, this all makes perfect sense. Like, mm. it was weird because in school, like. I, as a person I'm always like I questioned all the teachers I was like I don't believe nothing of what y'all was telling me is real mm. Mm. and that was the first time in like religious studies that like someone said some stuff and I was like this makes perfect sense mm. kind of idea of you know almost like cosmic karma and mm. stuff just keeps rolling and nothing can really be created or destroyed it's all just mm. recycled and I'm like that makes perfect sense to me so I feel like for me I've kind of operated outside of like what I would class as any sort of organized religion but yeah spiritually I think it's, it's so important to kind of everyone to go on their own journey with it mm. and it is an well individual said. journey like we share I think I really like the way that you phrased everything because that's something that I definitely resonate with and I love like ever since I kind of came across that particular concept in the whole spirituality realm um that really resonated with me the fact that we choose everything that happens to us because when you're faced with something challenging it reminds you in the back of your head like okay well if I chose this that mm. means that I can overcome this or come through this or learn something through it mm. it's empowering yeah and I feel like that's something that for me that can be quite quite comforting to bear in mind that okay like I chose this person in my life for a reason they're here to show me something or teach me something you know but I guess there's also a fine line because sometimes I do kind of fall into the trap of taking it in a in a toxic way and being mm. a bit too hard on myself like mm. okay I deserve to be punished right now this is my yeah. my punishment mm. and you kind of have to find the the balance to remember to look at it in a loving a loving way mm. yeah. interesting concept I, I feel like there's definitely a point at which you kind of have to accept that other people are still like active players mm. in your life and it's like I'm very much of the, the, the mindset at this point where it's like, if I can control it, then I'll do something about it. And if I can't control mm. it, then I just try not to worry about it because I can't control it. And mm. kind of, and that you're really good at that. Yeah, like, that is, honestly, good. that isn't a mm. skill I've always had. That is, you know, the product of a lot of like studying and therapy and stuff. But mm. being able to have that mind state is has been really, really helpful, at least from a, like a, especially in like a creative uh, standpoint mm. because it's kind of like all right if you're an, an artist or if you're doing any endeavor and you're trying to get the ball rolling and you're like ah, oh, you know your numbers ain't what they are whatever and it's like well what can you control the quality of your content all right cool mm. i will put my all in the content make sure i'm doing my best in the content if it pops pops if it doesn't hey, it is what it is type thing but mm. you kind of put yourself in the best position to succeed but all in all it's kind of, it goes back to like something my dad used to say to me like as a kid when I used to play football and he was like, at the end of the day, the result isn't the end of the world. Did you leave everything you had on the pitch? Yeah, then, you know, it could go either way, it happens. Mm. But as long as you gave your all, then you ain't got nothing to worry about, do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think having that mentality, it is a bit of like a relief mm. in, in a way because when you stop blaming yourself for stuff you can't control, you do yeah. kind of walk around with a little bit of less weight on your on your shoulders. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, definitely. You can't stress stuff that you have no control over. Mm. But people do. I know it happens. Yes, all the time. I am people. People <laughs> are me. That is. <laughs> that is what I do. It happens all the time. Yeah. 
So what, like, what's your, because I feel like all three of you are quite good at that, like letting go of what you can't control of and not taking the blame, you know, that you don't need to take. So what is like your, your tip for that, for the listeners out there, not me, <laughs> to kind of do that? Me personally, I feel like mm. it's a personal experience. I don't think there's anything that you can really teach about it. It's mm. for, I can only speak for my own self. It was going through something that was weighing heavy on me. Mm. and doing everything that I could to try and change it but everything that I was doing was leading to the same outcome mm. then my cousin my cousin not my cousin but he's my cousin <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he sat me down one day and he saw that I was just stressed because he saw that I was trying everything <laughs> if I'd done anything else I probably I don't know where I'll be right now but mm. I tried literally everything and it got to a point where he's just like I see what you're doing like I've been there I've seen what you're doing he is someone that's been in jail. I ain't been in jail, but he said, I've been, I've had this moment in jail one time mm. where he was sitting down. He needed, he, there was something that was happening on the outside, but there was nothing he could do about it. And he said, I was beating myself up. I was trying everything, but there was nothing I could do about it. Mm. So, so then he was like, there's no point stressing over something that you can't control. Mm. And without going through that experience, that's what kind of taught me. So I don't know, maybe it might be different for you a lot, but. I, that's what that's why I say I can't really tell somebody how to do it. Yeah. But the message it's is just like exactly a light bulb that. moment for yourself mm. that you kind of just see at the time. You know what? Mm. I think for me, like growing up, I was kind of in that vein anyway. But I had an experience when I was sixteen, um, playing football, and I collapsed. And oh gosh, this was around the time when there was like a lot of this was like twenty eleven. There was times when, like, you know, there was a lot going on with especially athletes and, and their hearts, whatever. Mm. Um, and they never found out a reason for it or whatever the case may be. Um, they found out that I had a heart murmur and they were kind of like, you know, if, if you stay fit, you be, might be all right. But if mm. something happens, it's kind of like, we just gonna have to deal with it when it, if and when it comes. Mm-hmm. And at first, like, it was, I went through, like, all the stages of grief. I was in denial. Like, I remember it happened on, like, a Friday, and I tried to go to school Monday, and it was just like, no, mm. not happening. Um, and then I tried to just kind of, like, stiff up a little my way through it and just be like, I'm fine, I'm cool, whatever, trying to really get stuck in and do stuff. And it's like your body's saying, no, we can't do it. And eventually I kind of got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm going to take my time out, I'm going to rest. And I missed school for, like, two months or whatever. Mm. And in that time, I kind of, gained acceptance over it and it was almost quite freeing mm, because that's the word acceptance yeah because mm. for me obviously going, I went through like a year of being in that hospital doing tests whatever whatever not and they couldn't get it to replicate but it had happened a couple more times but it happened in so many different circumstances that it's just a thing of if it happens it happens mm. and when you literally are living your life being like you know and you know at any moment it's like you could just and you might be your time it's so freeing because it's like well all my stress and if I can't do nothing about it like mm. I'm not gonna like I've got way more pressing things like, yeah do you know what I mean so if you can't control it, it that's when it's like you kind of realise how fragile this existence is mm. um, and so for me yeah it was like that was a real freeing moment yeah I was just gonna say I love that like I love that you tried to you know push your way through it and then you were just like no I need I just need some time and you gave yourself two months you know I feel like that's the key 
because when you're going through something that you can't control and it is going to impact you in what, whatever way it does whether you make your piece of it or not like you kind of have to make things easier for yourself and just care for yourself a little mm. bit and I think maybe that's the the thing you know surrender mm, yes another key word mm. surrender <laughs> surrender and, <laughs> and acceptance mm. surrender um mm. I just, I've never been a surrendering type I don't know why. I just never give in to anything. My thoughts. Recently, I've gotten quite good at surrender, and I'm just like, mm. I know God can be a triggering word for some, but I'm going to say it anyway. But let go, let God mm. is like the new thing that I live by. Mm. And I guess going back to your question with me, I have certain tools in my kit that I do on a daily basis i guess my daily practices that yeah. allow me to kind of stay balanced and centered which is like meditation and mm. i'm out in nature every single day um and i guess because of my faith because i believe in higher powers i know that everything is sort of happening for me not to me mm. and i guess it goes back to beliefs but because i have that belief mm. i'm able to sort of deal with things in a more calm way because i know everything's divine oh that's my favorite word i believe that everything is divine even mm. if you're going for a shit situation and you're struggling i do believe that everything is perfect and divine yeah. um but that's come through like years of faith you know i haven't always believed that at all mm. um but it's very comforting to have this belief mm. how much like how much boundaries do you lot put on the people that you let into your life Ooh, hi. <laughs> yeah. My circle tight and small. <laughs> Has it always been that way? No. No. No, so I guess me and Cam have been speaking about this topic pretty much every day on the phone, I think, haven't we? Yeah, friends and about stuff. boundaries with friends, yeah. Mm. Mm. So I guess with friends and stuff, I used to come from like a really big clique and then when my awakening deepened, mm. I kind of went hermit for two years, didn't really have any friends and actually it was it was so tough i was in the darkest of places and i actually i was praying to god for to i was praying to god for a best friend and then i met kamalam <laughs> <laughs> true story so it is a true it is a yeah, true story, a true story. Yeah. sure you don't want to try again <laughs> nah, she's all right for now <laughs> That's, yeah. she's still on probation though yeah. <laughs> two more months left <laughs> no no I've never really thought about it like that, but to be honest, I've always kind of had a very open door uh, mm. type of, of, of life with regards to friends. Like, I can only think of maybe one group of people in my entire life that like I wouldn't talk to now. Mm. Um, generally speaking, most people like, with me once we're we're cool or we're, we're friends or whatever like i don't hold i don't really hold any expectations of you mm. Mm. so we could be friends and we haven't spoken for like six seven months but if you pop up after six seven months it's not a problem like mm. i'm gonna treat you like we've been speaking all all the time mm. do you know what i mean um and the only thing for me is that i guess what my not my boundary but what my kind of deal is is that if that works this way it's got to work the other way as well yeah, yeah. so it's like all right cool i'm gonna just be you can talk to me if you want to talk we can talk and that's fine if you don't that's fine too but 
if you don't pop up for like six, seven months and then we chat and then I don't pop up, don't then... Mm. Tell me why you've been ghosting. Yeah, exactly. I hate like, that. Yeah, I hate don't, people... yeah, don't do that. But other than that, I'm, I'm very kind of chill with it. Like, mm. there's people, I, I'm very much of the belief that like, not everyone's meant to be in your life for the whole t- whole of it. Mm. Yeah. There's true, some people true. who come in, they're good for what it, what it is or what it was, mm. and then it's done. And, and you kind of, yeah. everyone's kind of got what they needed to out of it mm. and you can move on. How much does that change in relationships for you? It never, none of that changes. Nothing. My, my, the thing is, I think as the way that I was raised, like other than my mum and my dad, mm. I don't really have expectations of, of anyone and even my parents like I don't necessarily have like expectations of them like that mm. but there is like a little minimum bar that I'll have for my parents but yeah. other than that nothing people does like will, will surprise me like that because I don't have any expectations of people so mm. you can you can come in if you come into my life and you mess you do something you mess up whatever that's cool I'm not gonna like be screaming and shouting at you or whatever it's like all right it's clear that you know our relationship has come to a, its natural end mm. and that's okay i'm not gonna be like you know screaming at the phone or subtweeting you or whatever like mm-hmm. i just mm. that's that's for me that's just like <laughs> that's not what i do why are you looking at <laughs> <laughs> no, for me that's like that's 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 I'm putting out <laughs> negative energy. So I'm like, yeah. I don't even want to put it out there. Like, mm. nah, that's a bro. I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't really, it takes a lot, a lot for me to ever be like negative mm. t- towards someone. It's just not my thing. Like, I yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to be cool with everything. I think that's really. something yeah, I'm starting to learn because I went through several different phases and I feel like the first phase was just really not, um, expressing myself at all with friends especially if they've done something to upset me or you know if I feel disrespected in some way I was very much a suppressor like I would just kind of keep it in and be totally normal with them then I went through a phase and I was just telling everyone everything (laughs) and that doesn't really work either because it ties into that whole thing about what you just said which I love which is not putting out the negative energy you know like And that's kind of this phase that I'm coming into and trying to adopt now where you can have things on your chest and get it out yourself without necessarily having to let everyone know like, okay, this is what I've seen about you. This is where you stand now. It's kind of like sometimes you see something and it's just information. It's not Mm. necessarily something that you need to act on and then tell them something, you know, like I feel like. I'm trying to live that life where I don't really have expectations. And then when certain friends pull through, then I'm very pleasantly surprised and pleased and feel loved and cared for. And then when they don't, I'm just like, okay, that's just not your real house. You know, like Mm. that's not what you're here for in relation to me. And that's just information. Like I don't need to feel upset by it or feel a type of way or feel like I need to tell you like you're not being a good friend. You're just being the friend that you're capable of being. And Mm. it's for me to understand that and have the right or lack of expectation of them, if that makes Mm. sense. I think I kind of, I feel like I'm a little bit similar to you, but from a different Mm. angle with the latter. Mm. So... I've always found it difficult. I'm able to express love and emotions very easily. I'll probably tell you I love you after meeting you twice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when it comes to you've hurt me, I find it really difficult to tell people that or like Mm. you've upset me because I guess from my childhood and stuff, I'm I'm working on that. But 
the way I've kind of molded recently is that if someone upsets me, because we all get upset, we're all, you know, we're human. Yeah. I don't tell people, and I, you know, I'd love to hear your opinions on whether you think this is healthy or not, but instead of telling people, I kind of take a step back and look at it from a higher perspective. And I always, I always, I'm like, okay, this person did this because they're hurt. I do believe that hurt people, people hurt, hurt people. people. Mm-hmm. And I kind of take a step back and I'm like, I try to figure out why that person acted the way they did. And there's always a reason. And majority mm. of the time, it's never a personal attack. Mm. It's like, you know, they're like, you know, trying to deal with whatever they're dealing with. I don't mm. know if that's, it could be classified as unhealthy. I think it is healthy, but it's so interesting you say that because I feel like that's something that I would always do. Like, especially being someone who I feel can read people well yeah, enough. Yeah, that's the, it's the Sagittarius yeah. psychic thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, especially being someone who can read people quite well, you can't help but see like, mm. okay, this is their life. This is what's going on there. So it explains why that is. But I'm starting to like, learn or I've decided to now just separate myself from it like Mm. I actually don't really need to know Mm. what's what your reason is or this that and the other like I'm just gonna see what you're doing and if it's something I don't like then that's a mental note and I'm gonna adjust like I don't actually need to read you anymore like Mm. that's kind of how I feel take a step and that doesn't mean not be empathetic that doesn't mean that now I'm just not gonna care or blah 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 it just means I don't know I guess it's like if you're not going to be someone who's very much in my circle and someone who I'm going to have like a caring thing with or you've done something that I'm not really enjoying too much then I'm just not really gonna even tap into you anymore mm. you know I agree just put less energy into that yeah. person that's kind of what I do I'll just sort of like back away maybe put a little bit less energy mm. um yeah mm. I mean kind of I think for me like I, I do I do the same thing with you both do uh, in regards to, like I read people and read situations but something that I've been doing especially like I would say this year is letting people know that like you know I understand you've got XYZ going on so I, I can understand why you did what it, whatever it was that hurt me but that doesn't excuse it mm. do you know what I mean and I think it's important to let people know like I understand and I'm not taking it personal because I know you've got whatever going on mm. but that doesn't mean that you can just be lashing out at me mm-hmm. um, and I, that's the boundary that I set where it's like once I've told you that you know now so there's mm. no I don't want to hear the excuse of oh I didn't even know that I was violent out or that was upsetting you or whatever it's like look I, I get it you're, you're upset or you're going through whatever it is and I'm here to support you through that but don't, don't come and bring that to me because mm. I think what I've learned, like especially this year, which has been really helpful, is to like you have to protect your own energy too. Oh, yeah. And it's like yeah, yeah. you want to be there for everyone. And you know, as a person, like my whole life, I've kind of wanted to do them, make mm. sure my friends are all straight or whatever, whatever not. And there'll be people who take advantage of that. And you're not for everyone. That's exactly. what I'm learning. And the thing is, what what I learned as well is that you know, only you can heal you. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah. So it's True. like. You're, you're letting people damage you and then you're kind of left with the pieces and no one else can build you up but yourself. Yeah. So it's like, I'm now stopping that being, you know, a, a problem for me. And it's more like, if you are actually damaging me, I'm going to hold you at arm's length, but mm. I'm going to let you know why. 
So if you want to change, you can. But if if you don't, you understand why I'm holding your arms length. See, I don't know. So there's one thing that I really like that you said was um, that, you know, the only person that can really help you is yourself. And I really believe that. And I feel like times when I've tried to overly help someone, that's actually not the most loving thing to do because you're just enabling them. Like if you're a well for them to keep getting water from, they're not really getting it from themselves. But I don't know, because I feel like it depends on what I see, you know, because if I see a friend of mine that I really, really care about and they've done something that I know is unintentional, then then, yeah, I would say it because I'm like, I'm still planning on keeping you, I guess. Mm. But if I've seen something or seen someone do something that I'm just like. I don't know, maybe I'm, I just get bitter and resentful <laughs> because I feel like if I get a sense from someone that, oh, okay, you're not, you actually don't care about me the way that I thought you cared about me, then immediately, and maybe this is an unhealthy thing to do, but then I feel like I naturally put up a wall and I'm just like, okay, well now I'm not even going to let you know. I'm just going to keep you at arm's length and you'll know by how much I don't talk to you as much anymore, you know? But is there any point keeping somebody like that in your life? Well, they all fizzle out or they just end up being... (laughs) (laughs) You've seen how I am with friends. Like they just end up being, you know, end up going because I don't really... And then I guess I end up saying it anyway. So, you know, I did say this may be an unhealthy way <laughs> to deal with it. But but yeah, maybe that's something I need to work on because it is hard like when you have, and I guess it comes back to what you said, Yusuf, about um, expectations. And I think that is the problem because I feel like if I have certain expectations of certain people and then they don't meet that expectation, then I, I can't, I do have quite a, a strong reaction Mm. even if it is internal but see in that situation and this is kind of what I struggled with mm. you're in a weird way and it's kind of you've got to do some algebra to get there but mm. you're kind of you've hurt yourself in that situation mm. because people are who they are yeah and it's like if you set some your an expectation on someone that's coming from you do you see what I mean mm. and so if they fail mm. to meet that I mean, they are who they are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So the only way for me where that would be an issue is if someone has said something to me like, hey, I'm going to do boop, boop, boop. And then they don't do it because then they set the expectation mm. and didn't deliver. But if it's just me and I expect this person to ride for me and something happens and they don't, that was that was my fault, not theirs. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's kind of like, I, I, it kind of comes back to the control what you can control yeah do you know what i mean where it's like that's such an interesting point you know like especially with the whole ride for me thing because if someone kind of says all these things about your friendship or your connection and then something happens and you're like well where's where's all that now you know mm-hmm. then then in that situation i guess maybe you should say something i mean i'm i'm of the belief that you should always say something Mm. I, I don't I don't really I guess it's how you say it isn't it that matters I think that is what, what so how do you say to. it I mean what is the text um, <laughs> no I think for me like I, I always try and be very uh, straightforward mm. but not to the point where it's like rude but it's just kind of like hey look you mm. did boop 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 this is how and why it affected me the way it did um mm. 
I and then obviously you can and that's when you start adding in any little context that you have and be like you know I know this happened or you know I know this is happening or whatever whatever the case may be and I you know might you're be busy. Hurt. yeah or whatever it might whatever the, mm. the the additional context might be the cushioning yeah the cushioning mm. it's like the slapping <laughs> like, and the cushion yeah, uh, yeah. you are you are kind of softening <laughs> I it a had a manager bit. who used to call it a shit sandwich yeah. she was yeah. like yeah, yeah yeah so she would say like you kind of have something nice to start with then all the shit and then end it with something nice yeah or I mean mm. they had this where my old workplace they used to have a similar thing but they had a nicer name where it was the compliment sandwich because oh, the wow, bread was totally different. <laughs> yeah. so you do you do the compliment and then get out the middle yeah. and then the compliment at the end as well but yeah, if oh. you do it like that, it's like, because you know, a lot of the times, unless it's something like a proper, like 10 out of 10 violation, mm. most things are like, all right, how much does this actually matter? Mm. Like in the grand scheme of our friendship. And that's, that's often where as well, you got to think about your connection with people. Because yeah. it's like, if this is someone who I've put a lot of energy in with, and then this is like a minor thing where it's like, really, how big a deal is this? Mm. Not really. Like I've I've had friends you know, at times when, when I was at uni and you get into arguments about like girls or whatever the case may be, and I would just be like, where 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 that bros? Mm. So I'm like, this is not that big a deal. Like I'm yeah. not gonna beef you over so this. So in those situations where it's not that big, yeah. do you then let it go and not really say something? My so my whole thing is I'll say something and then it's done. So right. it's like I'm. I'll tell you. Hey, I'm just trying to find a way to like not, yeah, <laughs> not say yeah. something. No, so, so when like, can you not say something? <laughs> I've, the only time I wouldn't say something, yeah, is when it was like it. it I literally, it's not something that me saying so anything is going to change. Mm. So if it's like something that is like a personality quirk that you've had your whole life or whatever, mm. and it's a bit annoying, that like is being you, late and stuff like that. Yeah, like gotta let it go. I, one of my best friends. <laughs> One of my best friends, we've been friends since we was 14. Are you taking notes to say something to me? Like the subtweeting across the chair. Um, yeah, one of my best friends, we've been friends since we was 14. Chronically late. And mm. he's known for being late. Yeah. And we're, we're late in our 20s now and he's still late, but it's like, it's <laughs> whatever like, at this point. He is who he is. It's like, it's fine. Exactly. It's some habits are just hard to break. Yeah. And it's like, you, 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 can't, you get, get always around it. Like, we'll just tell him we're meeting earlier or whatever. <laughs> so he, when he's late, it's actually on time. So it's like, yeah, yeah. it's worked out. But mm. when it's people, like I say, you've got that energy with or whatever, it's like these minor things are like, mm. whatever. I don't. You just got to know the. Pa- and that's when, when acceptance comes exactly. in. Exactly. But when there's something that isn't like, a thing that's about their personality but it's a thing about you that has hurt and upset you mm. then it's like okay like i have to share this with you cause sometimes I, can't I feel there's going to be some occasions mm. where nothing needs to be said because it's understood without mm. anything being said mm. there will be occasions and situations in life where you just know that you've let someone down yeah. mm. and how i react to you now is enough i don't need to say anything to you mm. but just know that you can't phone me and expect me to do what you want me to do because you know that you've let me down depends what it is but just in certain situations i don't think you don't even have to say something sometimes the energy is mm. enough literally. so what is the energy <laughs> the energy mm. like so, how do you how do you let people know or how do you know that people are aware that they've let you down without actually having to say it is it just like um the situation itself or do are they like things that you are now like I'm not gonna really give that energy back or do this for you or with you anymore some things I feel is a natural energy change 
some things you kind of have to put an effort to change your energy mm. but I don't so say for instance so so wild example <laughs> going back to um you're with someone they said that they're gonna ride with for you for whatever whatever happens something happens mm. and they know that they didn't step up to the plate now I might not put us in that situation again so say if we've gone somewhere, I used to invite you all the, all the time to this place. Mm. Something's happened in this type of location. You didn't stand up to your word. Mm. I'm not going to ask you to come again because, again, it comes back to the expectation. Maybe before I might have had the expectation that you was going to do this X, Y, and Z. Now I don't. Yeah. So naturally my energy's changed towards you without me having to establish it. Mm. Because mm. I just, my energy, yeah, I don't have that expectation. So my energy's changed already. I see. In that type of situation. Even things like, say, if you've shared something personal that's happened to you, that's really affecting you, whatever, mm. like everyone goes to things at some times, um, and then you've told someone and yeah. they haven't really been there. But not everybody's ready to receive that information at the but time that you're ready to give it. they've told you that, you know, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, if you've got a good relationship with someone, mm. sometimes people say things just to please you mm. because they mm. don't want to mm. let you down. Do you with their I'm, words when you were speaking i don't know if this is i don't know if i'm comfortable sharing but i was as you were speaking i just heard michaela <laughs> and the situation we'll edit I names was, out but yeah go on um <laughs> oh i i told her everything so you know oh, she okay. can listen to this if she does one day but i was just thinking of that situation mm. basically i i wouldn't call her my best friend now but we you know we were best friends for absolute years mm. And I really, really hit rock bottom. I mean, as low as you can possibly go, yeah. I was, mm. you know, two meters below that. And I really pleaded, pleaded for help. Mm. And I didn't receive it. And I was too weak to even, I guess, tell her, but I just completely sort of cut her out. I mean, I wasn't really in the place to even entertain, you know, oh, like you, you weren't there. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And then, I th it was months and months later you know we kind of spoke about it and I was like you know I feel nothing for you anymore it, I don't feel any negativity mm -hmm. and but I don't I never feel badly about anyone but then I'll just stop feeling at all and I was like I don't feel anything for yeah, you yeah. because that's sort of unforgivable like, I forgive you but you can't be you like can't in my space we yeah. can't go mm -hmm. back from that and um yeah Mm. that's what I mean sometimes mm. there's nothing to say sometimes yeah, yeah it's true I yeah I can like relate in, to that in, in those situations I think there's nothing for the person who's been upset to say yeah yeah but if the relationship does continue the person who you know the guilty party so to has speak, to change they has to I think Step there has up. to be yeah a change in a conversation or mm -hmm. something like we can't just be cool after that like, yeah you know that's what I struggle with I yeah. really cannot do I cannot fake being okay no, with someone neither. if I'm not so I feel like you know you kind of have to just yeah like sometimes just see if they say anything but you have to kind of accept the energy and not just pretend that everything's okay mm. like yeah. you have to move with it as well I guess but I'm I'm a person that I'm open to having a conversation with anybody mm. in life, literally. So I'll I'll give you the chance to speak to me. Yeah. I, won't, I don't think there's anybody that I've 
there's nobody on my phone but that I've blocked. There's people that I don't speak to anymore in life, but mm. they're not blocked. I give everyone that one chance to speak to me again mm. because I feel like everyone's old a conversation. You never, again, you never know what they was going yeah, through. I mean, if time. someone comes back, then I'll, you know, let mm. them speak and then I'll block them <laughs> if, if they haven't really said anything because <laughs> I cannot relate to you Darren my no, block I know, list is I know but you, you, <laughs> you, you your view is that you're protecting your energy on it yes which is cool yeah because it's like well you said it, it now I'm not really trying to hear from you again yeah, you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. but I understand that though like everyone deserves one chance and not even a chance one one you know like everyone deserves to speak at mm. some point it just depends on how willing you are to listen to it. And for me, I'm always willing to listen to it if you're willing to say it. But yeah. if you've said something that one I don't like or one that I'm just like, okay, I don't really want to hear it again, mm. then it's kind of like, well, I just need to let you go now and I need to make sure that you're not going to keep trying to come back into yeah, my yeah. space. I think it comes down to character trait though because yeah. I do it with strangers as well which isn't always the best, but if someone tries <laughs> to speak to me on the street or something, oh, yeah. depending on the setting, obviously, <laughs> I'll listen to what they got to say at first before I move on. I've like done I that every time. See, mm. but I, I, I've, I've mastered the art of e exiting the conversation when I don't. I'm not good at that I'm yet. Like, you know, the flesh. charity people, I oh, like, yeah. donate um, to so many because no, I can't say no, but I know what say they're no going to say, so them. <laughs> well, see, them, I, I, I did that for a bit, so I know the technique. So, mm. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I know the rules. I know they ain't meant to come within two meters of storefronts. So mm. if you just walk by the storefronts, they ain't really meant to come over to you. Okay, I can do that yeah, one. Yeah, okay. yeah. The, the, the people that Good people tip. that get me is the the I don't know what they're like surprise people. Like <laughs> I'll be on like London <laughs> Bridge platform, <laughs> and some woman would just turned around and be like, "Jesus loves you." And then next thing I've you know, seen that. <laughs> oh man, next thing I know, I'm in a full on conversation about being a, becoming a Jehovah's Witness. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> How did I get here? How did I get here? <laughs> like, why? Yeah, I, I, I wish. I've had so many mm. random encounters on the street. I was given a soul once. Oh, a wow. dude, when I was working for uh, a charity, like trying to sign people up on the street, mm. a dude came up and gave me uh, like a scrap of like A5 paper with like some writing and a signature on it. And he said that it's the deed to his soul. And he gave it to me and then just That's walked crazy. off. I would be like, you take that back. I'm not the devil. Like, I'm you not, need was, to, was, what are you giving me your I was, soul? I froze. Like, it happened so quick. And I was like, I think I was yeah. like maybe 17 at the time. Oh. But then I got Yo. so scared that it was his actual soul that I've still, like, it's at my mom's house. Like, what? I put it, Wait, yeah. No, 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 no. I still got it. Like, if that, because I feel like it was a test. <laughs> and I feel like one day, house. yeah. So I feel like when one that dude comes looking like, at my door, yeah, he's like, I'm here for my soul. I was like, ah, I know exactly where it is. Bear with, let me Bear just. with me. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't throw it away because I was like, what if? That's I don't so know. Funny. And that yeah. might come in handy. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. That's Never true. Know. So Someone else might be like, I want it. You know, if you want something and they're like, I'll only give it to you for the deed to someone's soul. And it's like, well, <laughs> you've, I have, you've just I have got a spare. Like, yeah. It's completely off topic here, but do, do you ever, in your day to day, things happen to you and you, like, so for instance, this is a, this is a weird example. I was driving one time. Mm. There was a big line of traffic, yeah? And I'm stuck in the traffic. There's me, there's a bunch of cars. There's a bus coming the other way. The bus drivers looked in the car and said only to me, just go around, go around this way because there's <laughs> traffic that way. I've looked yeah. in front of me, I've looked next to me. He's not said anything to anyone else. Mm. I'm like, cool, done it. And he was right. But do you ever feel like in life that it might be your spirit or your All energy that's attracting? Attracting, attracting help, yeah, attracting mm. good people. Yeah, I think so. I believe that. I feel like people give you a helping hand all the time sometimes. And that could be, you know, 
your spirit guides or just someone looking out for you like even the other day I was feeling so sad about different things and I went into this shop and um I wanted this notebook and it was so cute and this is a really small example but um but yeah I really really wanted it and the lady at the store was just so so nice and we were bonding so much over something really random and she remembered me from when we spoke before mm. she just gave it to me for free and it really felt mm. like like when things like that happen obviously i'm like oh that person is so so kind i'm so grateful to them but i really feel like it's just like the universe giving me a little helping mm. hand like look see it's not that bad we still mm. love you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, sometimes I I, I, I I do get what you mean. I feel mm. like I call it like main character syndrome. Oh, Where it's yes. just like, once something happens, you're like, okay, I was the main character today, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, That's that. happened to me a couple of times where yeah. stuff just worked out. Mm. And it was just like, oh, that was really... I remember one time... <laughs> it I was is my movie. <laughs> literally, I was coming from Aberdeen back to London on the train. Oh, yeah. And something happened on the train we was on so it stopped at this random station somewhere in the northeast mm. and it had just so happened that there was another train that was going to london that was delayed by 15 minutes and because it was delayed by 15 minutes i hate seeing that is a long time oh no no but because it was delayed by 15 minutes it mm. meant that by the time i got off my train that was eventually stopped this one had come so i managed to get onto that one Oh, no and make it back home within a day because getting the train from Scotland is a nightmare anyway. But um, <laughs> it was one of those ones where I was like, oh, that worked out it, the only way it could have. Mm. That would have got me home. Yeah. That was really lucky. But yeah, yeah. stuff like when stuff like just lines up randomly, yeah. really perfectly, and you're like, whew. Yeah. I've, had, yeah. I've had a few of those. It's weird. I love those moments. Mm. But just for the listeners, cheeky tip, <laughs> I believe that we can create these magical mm. moments simply by setting the intention in our minds mm -hmm. and mm. for whoever that hasn't done this before just try it because and you're so good at that like ever would literally get free coffees all yeah. the time and would always get like a seat on the train yeah, yeah, yeah just by you know setting the intention that it was gonna gonna happen yeah mm. and i think the more times that you manage to create these little moments yeah it sort of gives you that feeling of faith and then you know you can create the bigger things but um mm. yeah i do believe that these beautiful magical moments are just kind of from the spirit world but i believe that we can also create them and it's so mm. fun just to try it like have like go about it with like a playful energy yeah um and just see what happens and you know i believe in magic i think these moments are magic mm. i love that we're all yeah, deep, deep in thought. thought we're yeah. just like hmm. yeah. what do i want to create on the yeah. way home <laughs> i get like that whenever um i have an encounter with an, an animal Ooh. like whenever i, I count an animal and, like it stops and we have a moment i'm like oh, what's up? i'm like and do you know me like <laughs> that with cats as well cats and foxes i always like make eye oh, contact wow. and i'm like i see you like, that's really good cats are supposed to be so so spiritual as well. i love cats like cats are my my thing mm. so I, I i feel like i understand cats mm. it makes sense to me well, cats are bare spiritual yeah. yeah i feel like cats somehow know that they were like revered and royalty in egypt they oh do. yeah i was just they, thinking yeah. that yeah Telepathy. they just have that mentality was like mm. do you know who i am yeah mm. yeah cat energy is strong that is, I, f yeah. I respect it i understand mm -hmm. it. it works with me i'm like yeah <laughs> that's fun it's fine i love that kind of stuff do you know what? I just remembered something. So like two two months ago, sorry, this is just about the animal thing because it's a really <laughs> cool story. So I just walked out of an energy healing with my teacher and um, 
my intention was to go to Hampstead Heath because it's like my place. I'm a hermit. I I, I go to certain places that yeah. are my ones. But like um, the buses weren't working and I ended up getting on the wrong bus. And then I was like, shit, I don't even know where I'm going because I'm not like, I don't live in West London. And I was like, cool, okay, I'm just going to go to the nearest park. Check the maps on Google Maps. I was like, okay, I'm going to hop off the bus, just walk to the park. And then as soon as I got off the bus, it was a beautiful hot day. It was like the first hot day in April. And I was like, universe, I have no plans for today. Mm. Take it away. I want to have the most magical day. I walk, I think it's called Scion Park. Never oh, been there yeah. before. Fucking sick castle. And I'm just like walking, walking. Beautiful like nature trees, yada, yada. And I get to this gateway and it's like a private road. Mm. And I'm, I refuse to look at Google Maps. My thing was, I'm just going to... Go with the flow. Go with the flow. Mm. And there's this crow. I'm really connected to crows. <laughs> there was this crow on this gate. And I said to the crow, because that morning on the way on the train, I was listening to how to connect with animal guides. And I said to, I looked at the crow. I was like, which way do I go? Obviously, you guys can't see this because, you know, this isn't, this is audio, not video. But the crow was like ticking its neck, telling me to go left. Mm. Oh, wow. And I went left. Mm. I'm walking back two minutes, beautiful river. And then I walked along that river for like an hour and a half and I got to fucking Richmond, like the bridge in Richmond. That was probably one of the best days I've ever had and it was mm. just magic. But um, that was a bit of a tangent, but cool story. <laughs> I do that as well. That's mm. really weird that you said that because in lockdown one, I started doing a thing where I was like, I'm just going to walk. Mm. I'm just going to put my music, mute, put a playlist on. Mm. I'm just going to walk. I don't know whether I'm going left or right. And I was kind of doing this whole like. It's so fun. Yeah, because I, oh, I found some sick that. places and mm. I was like, oh, I never even would have walk to the Found back of this, this and then otherwise. yeah there's like a little small park where it's like mm. oh, i didn't even know that this was here and mm. yeah that is is really fun to do i think it's so nice well. to do that as well because you just start really trusting yourself and mm. then to just have fun you know by yourself without being so you know reliant on knowing the answers all the time yeah which is a nice thing to get to do that's beautiful yeah i like that yeah take the scenic route mm. Mm. I can't say that I've done it, but yeah, I haven't really either. I'm a Google Maps addict. I'm just like Mm. constantly Google mapping everything. But I kind of want to try it now, though. I feel like I feel like that's a good way to just spend your time. I guess see some stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially if you start like when I was doing it, I would start like central. Because mm. there's quite a lot of places and it's all kind of easily connected. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I feel like if I ever get too lost, I'm like, there's probably a tube station within like five exactly. minutes. Exactly. So yeah. You can kind of just go and see like all these little independent stores or whatever that you didn't mm. know existed and be like, oh, when this is, well, for me, it was like, when this is open, I'm going to try here or I'm going to try here mm. or whatever. That's so nice because then you kind of start making a list of things that you want to do when, when yeah. things have opened up again. That's why I, I did. I've got like mm. a list of like, maybe 60 things yeah. in Google Maps that I'm like, all right when stuff opens up I'm doing all this yeah so thinking about ways to like you know spend your time and stuff stuff like that what are your boundaries personally like in your in your day-to-day you know like I know with you Evs you kind of have some some non-negotiables you know Mm. to make sure that your energy is just Mm. cool so what what are those types of because we all talk about boundaries that we have with others and stuff like Mm. that but what are yeah what are your boundaries my morning routine Mm. is my non-negotiable and I started playing around with morning routines about three years ago. But the last year and a half, I'm pretty strict with it, even on the weekend, just because it makes me feel so good. Yeah. And I'm not going to say I do it 100% of the time because, you know, I don't, I'm human. But 
95% of the time, my morning routine, I mm. I wake up, I go downstairs, I make my tea, then I make my bed, put the tea on the desk, breath work, meditation, journaling, and then going out, oh, yoga, working out these days, mm. and then a walk in nature. But yeah, meditation and going in nature is pretty much every day, my non-negotiables. I need it. And I, mm. you know, we all have different needs. And I think it's just about listening to yourself, your soul, and you know, what do I need to, what do I need to do to feel good on a yeah. daily basis? Mm. Do you believe in having a conflict of conflict of interest in anything, any aspect of your life? What do you mean? So anything that goes against what you believe, do you believe that anything that goes against it can still benefit you in some in some way? As in, like, if things ruffle my feathers, are they supposed to? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, hundred percent. So you're willing, like, are you willing to? Obviously, not something that's completely against what you believe. Could you give me an example? Um, <laughs> let me think of something. Let me think of something. So you're very particular about how I spend my time. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Say you meet somebody. Mm. And they tick all the boxes Romantically. for Romantically. Yeah. And they tick all the boxes for you. <laughs> Guys, I'm, you know, I'm five years single deep. So if anyone's <laughs> interested, it's 077. <laughs> but yeah, That's that not a joke. I'm actually being serious. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty bleak out here. I, d I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie. That's throw me off a bit. Um, <laughs> got to do what you got to do. Like, I'm really trying plug out it, here. Plug it, plug it. Um, yeah, like if there's if you meet someone romantically, as you put it, and they tick majority of the boxes, mm. but there's a conflict of interest with how they like to spend their time and how you do. Yeah. Considering everything that we spoke about in terms of expectations you place on people, etc. And boundaries. Do you feel that that could still be a healthy relationship for you? Yeah, like compromise and mm. i guess you have to understand that everyone has different needs mm. you're never going to find someone that has matches i yours guess yeah matches yeah. yours because we're all unique individuals mm. and then i guess it's just about understanding what do you need what do yeah. i need you need to understand that i like to spend a lot of alone time and sometimes my phone is on flight mode because i get overwhelmed with mm. the energy of a phone yeah, um yeah and maybe like you can't text me all the time, but I'd much prefer to speak to you on the phone for 45 minutes in the evening. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's just about compromising and being vocal with mm. what do I need and what do you need? I feel it has to be some sort of, has to be a fluid nature yeah. to everything that you go into, especially when you have so much belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your belief. Uh, from what you're saying, your belief, even though I'm it's very strong, yeah. it doesn't seem rigid, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does seem like it's a... a oh, I'm fluid. Fluid, yeah, it seems mm. like... Fluid. Weird, but fluid. Mm. Seems like but I guess that also ties in with with kind of who you want to meet romantically as well, mm. doesn't it? Because then you know that, okay, if this is the way that I like to live my life, not mm. everyone's going to be exactly like me and match me like that, but then there needs to be core things that that person has to have that 100%. I'm looking for, mm. you know? Like you start building your checklist, I guess, of, of what you kind need of, to yeah. match what mm. you are, yeah. But I feel there is a push and pull element though. <laughs> what do you mean? In relationships. I don't, I'm, I can't really speak from much experience, but mm. I feel 
if you both are always on the same path for everything that eventually somebody that's boring yeah someone that's pulling you a different way to what you're pushing i think keeps keeps the energy going almost whereas if it's just i guess so i guess but then also if you have someone who's moving like because it's also like with friendships as well you know like if you have friends that are obviously like i said no one's going to be exactly the same Mm. none of us are exactly the same but you Mm. have you have friends who are moving in the same direction as you and have the same beliefs as you or the same kind of kind of thing like that and then the push and pull is kind of you guys pushing and pulling each other further in the same direction i feel evolution yeah like you kind of grow together because you have that shared vision yeah yeah you become a power couple darren that's Mm. you know instagram (laughs) goals Mm. (laughs) if if that's your thing Um. yeah well i'm not even on instagram but but you know Mm. some say (laughs) so so yeah so yeah i feel like but again it depends on what you want because if you're that kind of person who wants to be around someone like if you're more of a curious person or a learning person and you want to be around someone who's different to you then then yeah you would want that push and pull element it just depends on who you are and what you want you're after, yeah. you know like yeah. if you want someone who provides you more stability in that particular sense then you'll kind of have your list of okay like this is something i've built for myself i want someone who fits into that mm. but that's why i think it's so important to you to know yourself like that like i love what you said about spending time by yourself that's something i'm definitely um have really grown to enjoy a lot and with my phone learning to do a lot more like i'm definitely one of those i mean i don't even have notifications to try and sort it out but i'm still always on whatsapp (laughs) so i'm starting to kind of limit my app use so it cuts off after a certain time because i feel like if you're just talking 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 the whole day you don't really have a minute to yourself Mm. and i feel like that for me is a boundary that i definitely need to have some quiet time being someone who can be both quite extroverted and introverted mm. so i feel like that's important like a non-negotiable yeah no I, mm. I i agree i think i'm very much kind of similar in that aspect where it's like for me and this kind of goes with you know relationships and friendships to be honest like i need people who are cool if i'm not there mm. like if you're by yourself you're fine like you can do your yeah. own stuff and then when we click up it's cool mm. but we're also doing stuff separately yeah um and then like i said and i think for me that makes that gives me something to like attach to as mm. well like i always feel like for me if you've got something going on it doesn't really matter what it is it could be anything you know any sort of hobby or interest or whatever then I'm like, cool, that's something that I can get excited about with you type thing. I can invest, I can kind of get to know you through that lens and kind of, because this is your passion or whatever you're interested in, I can kind of explore it through your eyes type thing. Mm, I think that's very interesting because that's how you, Mm. for me at least, that's kind of how you broaden your horizons and kind of learn about new things. So that's quite important to me. Um, And in the same token, I need some leave alone as well. Like Mm. I need some time where it's like, you ain't gonna see me for a couple of days or whatever the case mm. may be it's like and it's i don't even have anything going on yeah. i just i just really space. need I'm that just, time yeah, yeah. i'm just doing other stuff i'm just like, netflixing yeah sometimes and i just sit there <laughs> you know and it's just nice like sometimes you just need that you know 
I think like there's an element of just being fluid. I think fluid is a good word. Like yeah. even with myself, like I don't really set kind of expectations on like routines or anything like that. Um, I'm very much a I decide what do I feel my mind and body needs right yeah. now. That's exactly what I do because yeah. I loved Ever's we, we morning talk a, routine. We talk about this, yeah. A lot. But yeah. I will say with my routine, having certain practices is a non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. But on the morning, I'll be like, okay, what do I need? And I might not want to work out that day, mm. or I might skip breath work and just do meditation. But it's mm. a non-negotiable to start my day right, if that makes sense. Yeah. I get that. I yeah. feel like that's, that is, I think, what I would guess you would call, like, almost planned spontaneity. Yeah, mm. yeah. Where it's I like, like I know I'm doing something. <laughs> I just don't know what it is mm. yet. Yeah. I'll decide, kind of, when the time yeah. comes. But like, I you kind of have, like you said, like, your, your toolkit. Like, you have your mm. things that you know you like to do to start your day mm. with, and then... But no, actually, I'm saying that, but sometimes I don't do that either. Like, I literally really enjoy starting my day differently every day now because sometimes I'll meditate in the afternoon and make that my afternoon nap or I'll go to the park a bit later. So, but I think for me, what I've kind of learned, well, this is the first time I'm actually saying it out loud, so I'm only realizing now, but I've kind of got non-negotiables of what I won't do every morning. So I feel like I won't... I mean, I still do it, but I'm trying not to. But like, I won't look at my my text first thing or start scrolling on something, and because I feel like that is something that throws my morning off. Mm, or sure. I won't start my day with a big breakfast because then I know I'm going to watch Netflix, and that throws my day off. Mm. You know, so I have certain things that I just um, yeah, that I won't do. Makes sense. Mm. It does make sense. It's 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 a, it's a practice though because mm. the phone thing was something that I wanted to stop doing. Mm. But I realized instead of me stop, like I don't reach for my phone straight away anyway. I give myself at least ten fifteen minutes. But when I do go on my phone, instead of going on social media, I'll go and look at something that I know is not gonna affect my day. So mm. I'm a football fan. <laughs> I'll go and look at the football news. Mm. or something like that i know no matter what i read it's not going to affect my day yeah but it's something that i enjoy so it's going to give me a a boost a boost mm. like um so that's what i normally do before i go into anything else mm. i'm kind of like that yeah um, i think i'm on the same path because i stopped opening the only social media i have is, is instagram to be fair but i stopped doing that mm. and i'll be on the google news app and so it's and you can like kind of custom your interests yeah what yeah. you don't want to see and what you do want to see and that so it's mm. like all right cool this is my kind of mental equivalent to opening the newspaper in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's kind of seeing... It is these days. Yeah, yeah. it's basically yeah. the same thing now. So it's like, all right, cool. Just see what's happening in the world for a bit and then I can just go about my day as normal. Mm. But that's without seeing like whatever is on Instagram. And then even on Instagram, to be honest with you, like I'm a really, really big advocate, not just because like I've, I've worked in like marketing and stuff as well, but people being... Uh, responsible for their own feeds on social media mm. because as much as you know people are saying like oh you get influenced by social media or whatever the way the algorithms work is they only show you content they think you're going to be interested in mm. yeah. and they think you're going to be interested on it because you're clicking it you're lingering on it so if you for example you uh kind of have like i don't know whatever the issue you might be you might be suffering like mentally or with with body image or whatever the case may be 
if you are engaging with all of that content and you're looking mm. at it, it's then going to show you it back times 10. And so for me, when I go on like my explore page or whatever, because it's only what I'm looking at using this platform for, it's all memes and cats and, and killer whales. <laughs> I love it. Like, literally, that is all, my whole feed is just memes, cats and killer whales. That is it. Oh, I love killer whales. Literally. Mm. And mm. even on that, every time I see one, because um, I follow like the orca hashtag, so every time I see one that's like SeaWorld, I just be like, don't show this. Boo, don't mm. show this. But then when it's like orcas in the wild, I'm like, yeah, you like. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. There's but like one page that I used to follow on Instagram all the time. It was called like Deep Something. And it was just the weirdest fish in the ocean and just like whales and stuff and things that make you feel calm. But it's so true because even a friend of ours, Jerry, like she goes on Instagram first thing in the morning or maybe not first thing, but it's one of the one of the first things she does. But for her, like her feed is all positivity, everything mm. motivation. So mm. for her, it's a literal boost to like see those things first thing and to yeah. get you know ready for her day. Yeah, and I love that as well because it leads to another keyword, which is accountability. Yeah, you know, like instead of blaming the feed and and coming back to what you said before as well about you know controlling what you can control. Yeah, because mm. you can't control social media being there it's everywhere like you know everyone kind of falls into it in some way but you can control what you see exactly i agree Mm. i think it's about using social media in a conscious manner and i do Mm. think everyone these days is like really slate and instagram and stuff but you know going back to everything that we're just saying how are you using it like i only follow a particular certain accounts and Mm. nothing that they post i know will trigger me um because it's mainly all black love and light and vegan mm-hmm. food. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like you have to take accountability. How do you use these platforms? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Who do you follow? Yeah. You know? That's so true. There's a exactly. thing you can do. Um, if you use like Google Chrome or whatever, and a lot of people do, and you're like signed into Google, if you go to like somewhere in your settings, there'll be a thing called My Preferences, mm-hmm. and it shows you the interest groups that Google has built for your profile. And those are the same oh, wow. interest groups that are used to target you in marketing from a digital perspective. So that's cool. That's so interesting. Yeah, if you do, it will literally just come up with a list and it will tell you things about yourself that you've not told Google this, but Google has looked at your like browsing history and all of your cookies and stuff, and will say you're, for example, between eighteen and thirty-four. You're you're a renter. You you work in a professional setting or whatever. They have all that's of this mad. assumptions they've made about you. Jesus. And then from marketers, what they'll do is when they're like building marketing campaigns, they will put in interest segments as targets. And so wow. they won't be targeting. That's why when people get served adverts and they're like, this is so, like, are they Specific. listening in? Yeah, like, yeah. It's a lot of the time it's a combination of they're using so much information and putting the dots together and they'll know when like, for example, if you're on the Wi-Fi, like an IP address from like a, a specific person's house, they'll be able to tell when you're like, oh, you're at your mum's house we served her adverts for this. We're going to serve you adverts for this type thing. Wow. That's great. See, Google has no boundaries. They don't. Mm. None. <laughs> if you I see what say. the stuff Google knows about you, it's terrifying. That is actually super invasive. Yeah. It's, it's, and the thing is, the funny thing about this is when I, I mean, like I said, I used to work, so I'm like, I know how this works. And I was like, I'm going to turn this off. Mm. Let me tell you, turning it off is the worst thing you could ever you do. You just make it angry. It, you make it angry. <laughs> wow. And instead of serving, trying to serve you, basically what it does is Google's, you're trying to help you by serving you specific content to you. Mm. But since you've decided to opt out, we're going to give you whatever the hell we want. Wow. So I remember I was trying to watch a YouTube video. 
and I got served a two-minute unskippable ad what? of Baby Shark. <laughs> what? Like ba- the it went song. The shark. Yep, it went Baby Shark, Grandma I Shark, used to love Auntie that song. Shark. Yep, I used to yeah, love all of that. <laughs> I got through all the sharks, but it was unskippable. <laughs> So I just had to, I just had to watch the whole thing, and I was just like, "Did you dirty?" (laughs) This is this is what happened. We're going to show you stuff you don't want, and you can't skip it. They did. They they hit me with that one time. They hit me with like a a thirty second unskippable, and it was like a Cher Lloyd Skrillex dubstep remix, and I was just like, "I don't want this." Cher Lloyd, where did she even come up from? That's crazy. Because they were just like, "Oh, we're just giving you random stuff now, so you just have this." This thing needs views. We'll just literally. So yeah, make sure you. Like go to the preferences and fine tune it to what you actually care about, but yeah. don't turn it off because it it makes the internet so much worse. Oh wow, that is a really. Good, I'm glad everyone can hear this because yeah. that's yeah. a really good tip. I, I I've suffered for everyone. I, I did research. <laughs> You've suffered, uh, yeah. suffered through it. Took one for the team. I took one for the team. The baby shark unskippable ad is Let probably the most two painful minutes <laughs> of my life. Like, <laughs> mental. And this is not really the ocean content you were looking for. Exactly, I'm trying to watch orca videos, and then this is and this is before Baby Shark even went like super viral like that. Wow! So I was like, "What is this? (laughs) I've never seen this before." Why is this happening? That's actually so funny. Before it went viral, it was yeah. Like, where did this come from? I think at that point it had maybe like a couple million like views, but it wasn't like it wasn't the monster it became. Yeah, it was like the top hit. That's jokes. It was horrible. It was horrible. All right. Well, thank you. On that note, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need to wrap this up. But what we love to do to end things, and we love to give our guests the element of surprise. So when we close each episode, we do this thing called word of advice. So based on our theme, which today was boundaries, you have to give our listeners your literal word, maybe two words of advice. So mm, I've got mine. Oh, okay. Oh, good. <laughs> Go on. So just like two words, yeah? Maximum. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Drum roll. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. Thank you. Drum roll. <laughs> oh, like I'm not going to do it again because it won't come out. In <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Energy management. Oh, that is a good one. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay. I like um, that. Mm. Energy my management. My two words would be um, be fluid. Okay, I took my word. No, no, um, you got me last time. Like, go on, Cam. I know. Uh, what can I say? With boundaries. What can I say? This is so embarrassing. The two hosts are the ones who have (laughs) have nothing to say. I've Um, got a block. I can't even think of one now. I'll be so honest. I've got one, but it's one that I've said on a previous episode, so I'm trying to think if I've got another one. You know what? I'll do it. But um, mine is to be vocal. I think mm. it's something that I've really taken from this less from uh, the lesson that I've taken from this episode. You know, just to be mm. vocal about what your boundaries are, even if you're vocal about it with yourself. You know, like even if you're just creating an awareness within yourself to know what your boundaries are. I think. That's a hard one. So that's mm. the word of advice I give because I'm definitely not as vocal as I should be. Or maybe I'm too vocal. Mm. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm going to just leave that there then <laughs> down to interpretation. <laughs> no, definitely. I'll be honest, I haven't got one now. Um, okay. But 
you guys were great thank you for coming thank, thank you, you for having us i had yeah, such a you good guys time have been really i had great. a whale of a time oh, <laughs> nice, nice, a like baby that. shark of a time <laughs> <laughs> all the um, members <laughs> do you guys want to um give out your socials or the name of your podcast yeah. anything any music coming out anything uh yeah on instagram i am sad boy spelled with an i so s-a-d-b-o-i dot slim um I do have a project coming out. I think it will be August or September time. Yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, Can't you're wait. You're going to look out for that. Mm-hmm. Ava, you want to plug anything except your number? Um, my Instagram is Eva. That's E-W-A. And then it's Anna. A-N-N-A. Energy. So that's Eva Anna Energy. Is that all one word? All one word. Um, my podcast is probably going to be published in like a month. But I'll update that on my Instagram. But it is called Cosmic Magic. So just Ooh, for some suspense. Nice. Cosmic, I love that name. Cosmic Magic. Yeah, I love that. Nice. Thank you. Um, All right, well. Yeah, again, thanks for coming down. Yeah. Oh, really. Boundaries. Woo-woo. <laughs> 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 oh, Jinx Padlock no returns. Well. <laughs> 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 uh, no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that was so fun, man.